welcome to the Always Be Comedy Podcast. Episode Tim, does it feel like episode eight? Um, it's one of those things where it feels like for brand new thing, and also it feels like thing I've done every day for most of my life. Is that a good thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's pretend. Yeah, no, hang on. Yes, it is a good thing. Uh, and also, I suppose it was a silly question because we've got quite a few in the bag as well, haven't we? So it's, it is episode eight, but it also isn't episode eight. It's episode eight, or if you ask some people, i.e. you and me, it's episode 20. <laughs> Do you know what? 20 was the number in my head. Great. We are Spoiler, spoiler for future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is episode eight with, I tell you what, we absolutely, we we really love uh, Rosie Holt. Uh, she plays Always Be Comedy, uh, a good amount. Always great to see her. I say this about Sindhu V, Rosie Holt has got what we would call great energy. When she walks into a room, she exudes lovely energy. Um, and as we record this, we just did a new material show with Rosie. And honest to goodness, as David Letterman used to say, it was an absolute shooing. I would say, I mean, we've only ever seen her do well, Tim. I would say it's the best we've ever seen her. Best, best ever seen her. Absolutely. She's always been great, but really felt like a level up on Monday. So, right. Rosie Hall is an absolute gig smasher. And we, I, I loved finding out. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Tim, the first few questions, it was more like me just being nosy, but finding out how it really was, it was, uh, finding out how Rosie has uh, rock, deservedly rocketed to prominence, I find very inspiring. I find it incredibly interesting. Uh, and I just think she's a total mensch. I think she's a really interesting dude. And as we say, uh, one of those comedians who clearly massively gives a shit. Uh, I tried to uh, edit myself swearing, but I was sort of too far into it and the S word came out. But what I mean is you can tell she cares massively and always wants to get better and better and better. And uh, what the, the progression we've seen across the... She was brilliant the first time we saw her, but uh, her drive and desire uh, to, to become... Uh, even better is is a, is a great thing. And on Monday, it, I mean, she absolutely had the world by the tail. I mean, Rosie is is so successful. You've probably seen her on tour. She's on tour right now. Uh, tickets available. Uh, the show is called The Woman's Hour. Rosie Holt's The Woman's Hour. Be quick. There's not that many dates left. And then Rosie has just announced uh, a run at the Edinburgh Festival. So if you're heading to Edinburgh this year, we would say make Rosie an absolute must watch. This character she's created, I mean, to this day, there are people, I mean, there was a, someone quite high profile, and I don't think they were joking. Somebody quite high profile this week on social media thought that the Rosie Holt character was a real thing. I imagine for Rosie, she must be rubbing her hands together like that gif of Michael Owen, which is my, as Tim will attest, is my favourite gif. Um, anyway, Wednesday the 7th of June, these two worlds collide uh, and Rosie Holt is previewing her full new show uh, with Always Be Comedy at the Tommy Field. Bit naughty, I'll be honest, Rosie, if you're listening, that was naughty for me to uh, use your podcast appearance as a Trojan horse to plug your tour preview with us. 
Tickets available for the Woman's Hour. You can you can get those at Ticketmaster. The, uh, as we say, she is playing uh, Epsom, May the 4th, Bristol, May the 5th, Swindon, May the 6th, Salford Keys, May the 7th, uh, and then in Oxford, July the 1st, and then Rosie will be on to the Edinburgh Festival. Tim, what else can we say about the, the, the wonderful, the majestic Rosie Holt? Well, it's worth saying, um, her Edinburgh run, she did that incredible thing, which barely happens these days, is she sold out her entire run before the Edinburgh Fringe even begun last year. So this year, well, I'd, I'd start booking now, really, if you have any intentions. Oh, that was nice. That I tell you what, that yeah. was top, Tim, that was top tip. Rosie has now forgiven us. I don't know why I'm uh, trying to use your skills to exonerate myself. But I hope Tim's very shrewd by now uh, tactic exonerates me for the shameless always be comedy <laughs> plug. We, we, only time will tell. But yet, Tim, you're absolutely right. She sold out the run before the festival even started. I mean, that is that is Adele. Yeah. Adele, is always my, Adele is always my go-to for uh, ticket-related uh, references. That is Adele level to do something like that. If you don't know, Rosie Holt is someone who was doing these hilarious videos across social media where Rosie is a Tory MP reacting to things in the news. She very skillfully edits herself into TV interviews and just it, everything about it. Is, it's like the planets have aligned and it's like the public have gone. Whatever that dude is selling, we want to take everything that she's got. Uh, also, I must say, the Always Be Comedy podcast I should have said this at the start, but sort of into it now. The Always Be Comedy podcast is where we sit down with someone from comedy. As I keep saying, we think in time we will branch out. Uh, Eddie Vedder, if you're listening, if you ever want to talk about your ideal comedy lineup, you know where we are. Uh, a comedian talks us through what would be their ideal comedy gig. So they would, uh, they would, who would open it? Who would close it? What gigging nightmare must never happen at this fantasy gig of theirs? And much, much more. Uh, Tim, I would say the correspondence we have had and people have really joined in on this whole us pretending to not like praise, but obviously liking praise. I arrived at this pot. This is from uh, Jumbalaya. I arrived at this podcast off the back of James appearing on my new football club and was simply thinking, oh, this sounds fun. I don't know why I said that sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jumbalaya, <laughs> and simply thinking, oh, this sounds fun. No, that was better. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's so much more than the blurb suggests. It's kind, lighthearted and insightful, taking you behind the stage persona of some wonderful people. Thank you. Now, the reason why I've read this one out is because I've done a few episodes of my new football club with David Earl and John Beer, and everything that I've heard about po the world of podcasts is, is true in that you... you I've had... I found more traction off appearing on my new football club than than even the time I was on EastEnders. Correspondence, we are the team at alwaysbecomedy.com. Keep that praise coming. We need it. Um, if you would like to send uh, your own ideal comedy lineup, please do. Uh, we are across the socials at alwaysbecomedy. Tim, what are your socials? 
I am Tim Lewis underscore on Twitter. I am Tim Lewis, Tim Lewis on Instagram. I am at James Gill Comedy. Please do rate, review, subscribe. It is frankly preposterous the difference it makes on the charts. Tim, I, f- I feel we, oh, I feel, I feel there's another thing we need to say about Rosie. Go on. The blue suit. <laughs> the iconic blue suit. The iconic blue suit. That has stayed with me. Right, basically, Rosie. Rosie needs more blue suits. If there's anyone out there, <laughs> if anyone out there who has seen a Rosie-esque blue suit, put, let's put it, let's go for it. Put it on the socials. <laughs> if you see a Rosie Holt-esque blue suit, share it on the socials, because I reckon Rosie Holt might snap your arm off. Uh, here she is. One of the one of the very best of this current crop of comedians and what Rosie continues to achieve in comedy uh, blows us both away. Absolute supreme talent. The one and only, the incomparable Rosie Holt. Rosie Holt, thank you. I've switched into podcast voice. Yeah, it's great. Um, I say that as if I'm like normally Scottish. Um, <laughs> you are normally Scottish, aren't well, you? Well, yes. Uh, I, I very nearly attempted the accent and then realised, no, not a good, that's not a good idea. Um, do you ever think, you, do you, it's not how I wanted to start the podcast. Did you ever no, think, I like it. Do you think you can do an accent and then you try it and then someone goes, don't ever do that again? Yes. I, so one, I actually once did... Um, an impression of uh, Angela Rayner to a, a bunch of people who uh, they were kind of Politico people, yeah, uh, producers, and they and I realised I had made a faux pas, you know, when you because I kind of quite got into it, and then I realised halfway through that they were not only they were just not amused. They and she went, she doesn't sound like that, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they thought I was like getting down on. Angela Arena, because she's on the left and she's northern. But I just thought, I just thought I had done a very good impression of her. But no. uh, I can. Do, you were there for my Keir Starmer attempt the other night, weren't you? Uh, it was bloody brilliant. Absolute best Keir Starmer impression I've ever, <laughs> ever heard in my life. You heard that evening. <laughs> I heard in my life. It, yeah, the period of uh, Monday, Monday, Monday <laughs> December. Yeah, between eight pm and quarter past eight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do that. I mean, I still, I still practice at home. Uh, right, Ro- Rosie. I mean, we cannot, we cannot heap enough praise upon you. I was with Sarah Kendall the other night, actually, and we were both heaping even more praise upon you. So you, you so you, you go, you're back on tour, but this yes. is the the double edged sword, I suppose, of of doing what you do. In that you you have got the world by the tail, my friend. But the flip side of that is. Is that because new, you know, the political landscape changes by the hour? So can you just talk us through the the process there? Because you you know you've got a show, it's yeah. a great show, but then obviously things change, and it mean, it means that you have to various drafts. Yes, yes, this is probably yeah. Because I'm technically touring my Edinburgh show, but my Edinburgh show is now horribly out of date. It's hor- it's horrible. It feels like I'm talking about something that happened ten years ago. But and I when I when I did the show, I, it was um, back in the days where we Boris Johnson had just left. We were like, who's going to be the next prime minister? And even then, I thought it's probably going to be Liz Truss. So I'll gear 
enough of my material that when that happens, I could, you know, I can just twig a bit and then have a bit that's topical. And then Liz Truss became prime minister. Great. And then she was there for five minutes. She was there for five minutes, James. So, um, <laughs> so, so now all my, all my uh, material about Boris Johnson and Liz Truss, everyone, everyone will be watching it going, who, who are these people? I think people now regard Liz Truss as a sort of bad dream. Or a fever, not even a bad dream, just a fever dream where this this sort of wooden woman came on stage for about a few weeks and blew up the economy and then went again. And no one's heard from her since. Where is she? Where are they? Where going? is I she? I don't know. And also, she had the air. Uh, I'm not saying that I felt sorry for her, but, you know, get, as someone whose mortgage has been impacted d- directly. But she, Gordon, uh, Gordon Brown had a similar vibe. Theresa May had a similar vibe in that when I watched them, I felt you're not enjoying this. Why are you, why are you putting yourself through this? Yeah. Um, it looked pain. I mean, with trust in particular, it looked like it was causing a physical pain. Yeah. I think by the end, she didn't want to be there. She was, she was not, she was not enjoying herself. She was, you know, that was the thing she used to, when she was just in charge of cheese and pork, she did. I know everyone mocks that clip, but she did look really happy. She looked like she was having a good time. And I don't think she's had a good time for a while. I never thought of that. You're absolutely right. Her body language on that clip, her fa- I mean, she looks, she's absolutely cock a hoop. Yeah, she's so happy. And I feel sorry for her because I, that, that, it was so mocked. And I think people went, look, Liz, you've got to lower your voice. You've got to stop looking so happy. The, that's not what the British people want. And you've got also, we're going to move you away from pork and cheese. We now want you to look at prisoners and then... <laughs> people bombing people in other countries and then looking over the country and she's going oh god it just used to be about pork and cheese god i hope i hope she ends up back on pork and cheese and i don't mean working in uh aldi or anything like that <laughs> i pick aldi because it's my favorite supermarket that was not a dig at aldi i just want to make that absolutely it's my it's also my sister's favorite supermarket she gets she goes aldi she says it in a voice like that I can't believe my luck. <laughs> my family leaves, they don't have an Aldi near them. And I really want to talk at them about Aldi and that I can just see their eyes glazing over. <laughs> glazing over like a delicious pork from Aldi. Um, now, w- w- please talk us through. And I, I ask this question uh, like I'm living vicariously through you. How exciting was it when you came up with the character and then not only came up with the character but realized that the character was really breaking through yeah yeah that i'd say it was pretty exciting so the first clip i did of that it didn't it well so it didn't it got like a it got kind of a million views and i was, i sort of was about wow well, i was like oh, okay this is this is good but then the second video I put up with that character it got six million views in three days and I and it was insane and I think it was um oh my god isn't that mad it was so mad and then and, and it was really mad as well because I had people like um uh AC Grayling and Philip Pullman condemning this MP and uh the ex-head of UKIP <laughs> So it was, it was really, it was a bit surreal. It was really strange. Because you always hope something's going to do well, but when it suddenly gets six million views in a few days, you're going, oh, wow, okay. 
and, the, and lots of angry people. Yeah, the thing is, people. there are major TV shows on on network television that don't get anywhere near six million viewers. I mean, this is yeah. I mean, these are mega numbers, aren't they? Yeah, that like, stick it, stick it TV. Well, no, don't stick it, TV, if you're listening. <laughs> so, just kidding, just TV. If you could actually employ me a bit, that would be great. <laughs> uh, TV, I think we both said some things we don't really mean. So, <laughs> um, so, so, be, what had, so before that, pre, pre-character, pre what, what had yeah. what you been, what, what was life like pre-breakthrough? It's lonely and sad. Uh, no, it, it was, um, well, I was, so I'd, I'd been doing kind of straight stand-up for, um, not not about sort of maybe five years I don't know I lose all sense of time and I kind of um I was doing all right you know I'd kind of got to the finals of all of those competitions but I um I I kind of I'm also trained as an actor so I thought I kind of stopped doing it and then my acting career was doing all right and before lockdown I was about to do a six month tour of um a parody show of the crown <laughs> Yes, and it was me and one other actor playing all the roles. So I was playing the Queen, a Prince Charles, and a Corgi, and it was very silly but very fun. And um, yes, yeah, so I was about to do that, and then lockdown happened. So um, I I kind of went and lived with my parents for a bit, and was like, well, what am I going to do? And um, yeah, and I started posting videos, and they went they went mad. It's insane. So strange. So thank you, pandemic. And I think everyone listening can now be happy in the knowledge that it was all worth it. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and, it was, and it was worth every minute. Um, that, I mean, that's incredible. Who? So, I mean, you, you named a couple of names there. Have you... This is such a... You know, I'm in my mid forties. It's such a childish question to ask, but uh, who who've been the kinds of people that have, that have shared your stuff where you've been like, oh my god, you know? Um, Gary Lineker has shared my stuff a few times. That's always just a bit mad. Now we're talking. Great. Yeah. But yeah, but that's that's always the best one. Then it's um, I think it's just strange when it's people like just sort of political names that I've always known. So sort of like. Andrew Marr or, um, you know, Alistair Campbell. I mean, whatever you think about Alistair Campbell, he's always just the name that I've kind of been aware of. Or that's It never stops being slightly strange. And um, the English part of me finds it vaguely embarrassing. You know, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing sharing my little sketch? Um, but it's... It's a, I mean, it's a funny old world Twitter, isn't it? I mean, it's going down the plug hole now. Now Elon's in charge. Um, well, give, to give an extra, well, to give an extra plug, you 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 have made the move to TikTok. I've never sounded more forty-four, oh. and you've moved over to the TikTok. But you, but people can follow you on there as well, can't they? Oh, yeah, I, bl- I bloody hate it. I know I should say that. That's not what my agent wants me to say. Yes, I've joined TikTok. You can follow me there, and I'll. I, I've got to remember to post on that. What's annoying about TikTok is I get sent things from people who've told like other people post my stuff, and it goes, it gets loads of views. But it's people usually going, look at this awful Tory MP, and then loads of sixteen-year-olds being like, ah, she's evil. Um, like there was there was this one video someone showed me on TikTok, and it was this woman doing a reaction video 
to one of my videos thinking it was real. And she was going, she was going, this woman, like, what is she? Sorry, uh, hang on. Did she say, did she say that people should live in their stables? Uh, we don't have stables, love. And there was all these comments going, yeah, stick it to this awful Tory MP. And I thought, you're all mad. This is a mad platform and I don't like it. But also, yes, follow me on TikTok. I mean, this, you know, and now I say now you're going on tour, as you say, it's it's, it's the Edinburgh show, but it's, it's repackaged, it, it's tweaked to my view. But I mean, this is, this, you know, the, the phrase life-changing is, is often misused, often by me. But I mean, this, <laughs> but, but this truly is, isn't it? I mean, this, you know, what, what's happened is it's so exciting. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, um, yeah, it feels exciting. You always worry that it's going to go, but I, it won't go. It won't go anywhere. I think just because um, I think one of the reasons why it was a good moment for me was uh, it's terrible. I realise every time I say a good moment for me, it's it means awful moments for everyone else in the country. <laughs> but it is, it, we've had such an insanely awful government. I mean, especially with Boris Johnson, it was just full of inept, awful people who kept getting wheeled out to defend terrible choices and then having to U-turn uh, five minutes later. So it was quite ripe for the stuff I was doing. It, it's not so much to ask to want people who seem to know what they're doing to be in charge. I'm not romanticising the past, but when I was much younger, and I'm, I, you know, and I include... I include. I'm not. I don't just include Labour governments. You know, I, I'm thinking of say someone like Kenneth Clark. Yeah. Always had the air of a man. I I, I would trust Kenneth Clark. Yeah. He, you know, I think even you know. So even doesn't matter which part of the political spectrum you are on. There are certain people who've been in in power. You've thought, you know what? They know what they're doing. Whereas this past, what would you say? Twelve months, maybe maybe longer than that. Twenty four yeah. months. Um. No, it's more. No, it's it's way longer than that, isn't it? It is. It's hard to tell time anymore. I know. I don't know what's going on with it. What's going on with time? I don't understand it. Yeah, I think it's, the, it's basically the last two years. It's yeah. just been absolutely insane. Really mad. Do you, now, do you... I know a lot of political comedians and comedians that, 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 that cover politics get asked this. When there is political upheaval, is there a part of you that's rubbing your hands together? Yes. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I take that back. Uh, yes. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes and no. <laughs> no. Would you, I mean, what I, would you, have you thought about this? How would you, I mean, I suppose it would be, it would be excellent because it's a fresh thing, but let's say Keir Starmer gets in. Yeah. He's, that, that's, that's still a good thing for the Rosie Hall character though, isn't it? I so I want Keir Starmer to get in. From a personal point of view, I think it's um really awful, awful what the Tory Party have done to this country, and um, and as much as they are helping my career, I want them to go on a personal level. It's just they're doing so much damage. I kind of think, yeah, if Keir Starmer gets in power, the thing with my MP is the the, the way I've seen her is she's not really. It's not so much that she's party political. She's basically defending whatever she's told to defend. Because the joke yes. I always saw was that you'd see all these people who clearly had no idea what they were supposed to defend 15 minutes ago. And then someone had gone, quick, you've got to defend, you've got to defend that we're not feeding starving kids. Go. And um, I think that's probably going to be true of, of any government. 
uh, it probably will be. I wonder if there will still be the same because I do feel there is a, a particular uh, appetite for satire at the moment because we're all so fed up with this government. And I wonder if when we've got, when, if, if we get Keir Starmer, people will go, oh, just come on. He's doing his best. Just leave, leave him alone for a bit. Um, but we've got to, we've got to do the good thing and criticise every politician who gets to power. I yeah, think. for sure. Uh, if there's a, if there's a, a spate of comedians attempting, uh... <laughs> um, am, have am you heard I... Jos? Jos, I'm not obviously yours is the best Keir Starmer impression, but have you heard Jos Norris's impression of Keir Starmer? Is it incredible? It's also very. He's actually good. <laughs> James, yours is actually good. This is the, the best one in the world. Just to illuminate the, uh, the 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 listener, there was one woman on the front row who was going, who was really going for it, but and she was trying her best to make up for uh, an, an otherwise apathetic room. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, actually, I've got to give credit to Matt, Matt Ford. Thank you for trying your best to teach me how to do it, but I, I'm pretty certain I failed you. I mean, what would say if you if you've never seen this is where I go full QBC, Rosie. If you've never seen Rosie live, and I know a lot of you have, so that I, I would say that the the material is incredible, the performance is spectacular. But and Rosie, and I've said this to you before, your improvising skills and your crowd work is absolutely jaw dropping. So. So the tour Thursday the second of March, am I am I correct there? And then it kicks off from there, and yes, it's rosieholt.co.uk/tour. Right. Thanks, James. That's a really nice thing to say, and I really enjoyed hearing it. And it's called Rosie Holt's The Woman's Hour. Yeah. Now the now before we get to the the the, the dream gig, the improv skills. Where, where where are they from? Because mate, I mean, there was, there was one the other night that a guy a guy in the audience pretended he was from the Daily Mail, and he <laughs> yeah. said, "What's your question?" And he asked a question about climate change, and it was so quick that part of me was like, "It's Rosie's best mate, and they've practiced it before the show." But quick <laughs> as a flash, like a, barely barely a beat. Lee, even Lee Mack would have gone. That was quick. But you went, "Are you sure you're from the Daily Mail?" And the crowd went. Oh! Oh my god! Um, so, so, so where? Please talk us through that because as as somebody who relies on uh, crowd work to essentially help pay his mortgage, I'm all, I always love to watch other people. Uh, that sounded very creepy, but you know what I mean. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah. Thank you. Oh no, thank you. I don't know. I guess um, I've always liked. Uh, I've always liked improv. I think it helps that I kind of um, I've done, you know, drama school and stand up, and, and they're all kind of things that together uh, really help. I don't know really, but that's always. Um, I think it's definitely one of my favourite things about uh, performing in character. Actually, is interacting with the audience because it is so fun, and it does force you to think very quickly on the spot. Do you think um, it's innate? An eight. Sorry, it, uh, that was my appalling uh, enunciation there. Do you think it's innate rather than oh, Anton innate? You thought I was like Anton Beck holding up a paddle. An eight. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it might be some sort of stand-up code that I didn't realise. I wish I didn't know about. Innate. Um, I I think yes. I well, 
oh it feels so wanky I think it's an eight um now I feel like I'm saying it's an eight uh yes I think it is a little bit and then I think obviously it's it's the more comfortable you are with the characters the easier it is to do I think so when you improvise in character it's just literally pouring out it's just pouring out of me the talent is can't stop it what an ego boost this is <laughs> Rosie I want you to come away from this chat feeling like Barbara Streisand <laughs> thank you so do I I'm bloody incredible actually, actually um, I'm really bloody good <laughs> uh well I mean look you know I know I say this a lot but uh, a huge well done so imagine Rosie Holt is uh you, you, you you've been given the task you're putting together your your dream gig you're, you're booking your dream gig um do you have any now this i'll be honest with you this is a, a question that i ask and i would say nine times out of ten this this question's getting no non-zero uh but it's, it's still in there because i'm stubborn what are your pre-gig rituals um my pre-gig rituals is usually even if i know know what I'm going to talk about it's usually like many people squiggling in a notepad what am I saying what am I doing even though you know it you just feel like I need I need that list there just in case yeah yeah and then glugging a lot of water I used to when I started uh stand up have a bit of alcohol but actually it's a really bad idea for me anyway kind of um relaxes you slightly too much but do you know what I like I do like if I can Sometimes I'll have just like a, a bit of whiskey, <laughs> just a bit, like literally like a sip. Sure. And then you you get that slight courage, but also not enough that it's going to affect your mental faculties. Fine line. So, it is a fine line. Have you read Steve Martin's Born Standing Up? No. Does he do that? Am I like Steve Martin? I am like no, Steve I would Martin. Say, I would say I cannot, re I cannot recommend that book enough. For, like a perfect book. But yeah. he says before before one gig, I think it was like the 1970s, I think he has a, a, a singular, an eight, no, he has a singular <laughs> beer and he listens back to the audio and he, he, he hears a slur and then never, sorry, what I mean is he slurs a word. I don't mean he said this. <laughs> he he might yeah. of, of all people. <laughs> wow, it's quite punchy. Um, and, he, and he never he never touched alcohol before a gig ever again, just for that. But if you're having, yeah. like, you're having a sip of a sip that you're not going to be slurring on that. No, it's so true. It literally has to be a sip. Otherwise, it, and I've done that before. It's the worst thing when you suddenly realise, oh, I'm not actually that sharp. Um, yeah. It's just the worst thing. And that's like a, that's, I mean, I suppose with the, with the notebook and the sip of the sip, there's almost like an NLP thing going on there. You're, you're getting yourself into the, the, yeah. the, 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 the right state, you know? Yeah. Also, this is a woman thing. Like to make sure my makeup is on point. Just for, just for me. You just, just, just something I don't want to worry about when I'm on stage. Someone, someone, some man in row two might be going, hang on. She hasn't put any mascara on. <laughs> Can we start this gig again? <laughs> you come back on and do that Kia Starmer and get Rosie on again. <laughs> right. So. That's it. That pre-gig ritual done. Who would MC the gig, Rosie? Um, I think it would be 
Catherine Ryan. What I a think. choice. She's she, like her. Um, I've never seen a. I haven't seen it live actually, but I've whenever one thing I always love is um, obviously she's, she's great with material, but she's so quick when she's talking to the audience. It's just so great. I love it. I love. I, I think she's yeah. I think she's brilliant at that. Just as you said, it's just yeah. Just gonna keep saying quick. She's just so quick. She's so quick. She's the thing with Catherine. And I've known Catherine a, 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 a good number of years. I, I, I crikey, I hope I, can, I hope I can say this. I consider her a friend. Yeah. And so I say this with with love in my heart. Obviously, on stage, there's punchy subject matter. You see where the Joan Rivers comparisons come from, and yet this is I'm gonna. This is quite a lovely thing to say. There aren't many more beloved comedians on the circuit, so everybody loves Catherine. And even yeah. though there is this. Um, you know, supposed, you know, queen of mean persona. I think the audience lover as well. So he, even though there is this, um, this toughness, this, this steel, what I think what she's pulling off is, is extraordinary. I can't think of a comedian that is as beloved while also like not giving a, a solitary fuck, you know? Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know if it's because she sort of, um, you get the idea that she also has a strong moral core. Maybe mm. I don't. I don't know. But but it that's it's so true. It is a it's a something you can't pull off. And there, a, a lot of acts that I really like are quite antagonistic. But they're not. You you don't necessarily warm to them, and the audiences don't necessarily warm to them. But you're right with her. Um, right, she there, manages there that. A couple of comedians in particular that have that, like you say, that antagonistic streak. But I would never describe them as likable per person. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Ka Catherine, I think everyone in the room wants to be her best mate, while at the same time she's like, you know, f firing off pistols in in both hands. You know, she's. Um, we I remember I remember a gig doing a gig with her in Ballam. It was a crikey years ago. It's one of the best sets I've I've ever seen in my life. Just from like first minute to last, you know, like war, it's like a perfect set. It was actually played the yeah. perfect game. Walls were shaking. Um, yeah, she's extraordinary, and you know every bit of. I I'm saying this like I'm wearing a wire, and she's listening to it. But every bit of every bit of success <laughs> that has that has gone her way could not be uh, could not be more richly deserved. I think she's great, and then also it's quite a soppy story. But when when my eldest daughter was born, uh, a couple of days later, there was a knock on the front door, and her Sarah Pascoe and Ashling B had had some special. Always be comedy, baby grows made. Oh, that's amazing! So sweet, isn't it? So good. So I'm, I'm damaging the the the, the no, I love that. Ryan brand with that story. You know, me and Ashling, we were at drama school together. Are you serious? Yeah. That is like, mate. That as somebody like go, goes on IMDb just to get some trivia. That is that is an absolute cracker. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, how long have you known each other? Um, ten. Yeah, I'm really bad at dates. Ten, fifteen years. Twenty ten years. minutes. Twenty um, minutes. And again, and again, you know what? Uh, what? Uh, uh, an incredible, what an incredible act. Yeah, that was yeah. good. That, that that choice of MC, absolutely brilliant. Would would absolutely would absolutely rip that intro. Perfect level of love and energy in the air. She loves. You know, after, you know, you, you see a chat with that front row, 
and she's very good at you know pulling pulling the leg but then also no one's laughing harder than the person that she's just uh just spoken with god i must send this yeah. to catherine she'd be absolutely delighted right so, so catherine, <laughs> catherine catherine as mc who would who would open the gig um uh, well after that i feel like somebody antagonistic <laughs> 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 i i really like um i mean i i i, I know him, i like him but i also just always love watching him on stage and I, I do I do love Finn Taylor. I always love watching him. What a brilliant comedian. He's so good. He's so funny. And I just and I think also he's really brilliant at taking um I took my brother to see him once and and then after Charlie went, that was great. I didn't agree with anything he said, but I I laughed so hard and I kind of like that's what he does. He has these opinions. You don't even if no, you don't even know if they're his opinions, but they they're so funny and they do they yeah they're just he's just brilliant he's I, so great i couldn't agree i could not agree mate this is so far by the i'm i'm, I'm giving you a round of applause for each pick here i <laughs> absolutely sensational and you've hit the nail on the head there's things that finn says that i absolutely do not agree with but my god i laugh hysterically because i still yeah. I, you know i think we you know we're living in, sorry i'm sort of like patting both of both of ourselves on the back here but we live in an age where if someone has an opinion and we disagree with it, we immediately demonise them or there's this them and us. And But I, th I think sometimes it's important to listen to people who yeah. don't share the same opinion as, but can still enjoy listening to it. Yeah, I still have a good old time. Um, yes, and I, I, that's especially what I like about And I, he's very good at uh, going, going on some rather um, sort of talking about some rather tricky subjects uh yet never going which i think is a good uh think he's never goes he's never offensive like i've heard him talk about some tricky tricky subjects like trans issues which obviously there's a lot of big comedians who go down that and it's just kind of offensive and boring and um he sort of manages to do a good line where he's making fun of the sort of situation and the discourse rather than the people think that's what it is i mean I, I won't spoil the bit but he's got there's one of his bits on that that, in, that involves scarlett johansson and that whole routine is oh yeah i think that is really good right <laughs> that is i mean that's an absolute room destroyer yeah what 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 a brilliant comedian um uh, uh, do you do you find that the word this is like a recent thing maybe like the past couple of years where the um people talk about angles so it, yeah it's, it's not just um the material was good or the writing was good or, or whatever people and, I, and i'll do this myself oh i loved the angles and finn taylor i love the angles that he comes up with I, I'm, I'm often still at the back of the room going oh that's a great angle yeah um, yeah he's just, so he's just got such a brilliant comedian's brain hasn't he yeah he does oh he really does yeah it is yeah you're right it's such a unique way of looking at certain subjects which is really pleasing to watch and exciting. I, 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 that's the thing. I, I find his comedy exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's, 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 uh, he's wonderful. Also, we live very close to each other. And so if I, if I was at this gig, I would, <clears throat> I would very politely ask for a lift home. Um, I, I, <laughs> will back me up on this. We have lovely chats in, in the car and, um, the, the, the code is what what goes on in the cash guy stays in the cash guy that sounds like we're having illicit sex um <laughs> but you know as i say what happens in the cash guy 
Um, have you seen the Have you seen the NFL clips that Finn's done? Where he goes, yes. I mean, that's yeah, they're just, brilliant. That, <laughs> so that, that captures the essence of Finn, doesn't it? Especially because there's that really angry man who you can tell is not finding it funny at oh, all. Oh God, he's so pissed off. My favourite is the guy that finds him hilarious. Yeah, because because there's there's a guy who is. <laughs> His very aura is, oh, where's this guy been all my life? Why, why can yeah. we not have this guy on every single show? And the guy that is having the time of his life is so crucial to the videos because he really shows up for the dudes that are not enjoying it. So, yeah. so, how much he enjoys it is, is like amplifying them up to 11. It's, oh, God. I tell you what, if you're, if you're ever feeling low, try try dig out. Finn Taylor on that NFL show, and it's, uh, oh man, it'll cheer you right up. Yeah, it's really good. Right. It's really brilliant. Rosie, so far, what what a gig. Catherine Ryan and scene. Finn Taylor has just come out. Uh, the, the doors were fitted after Catherine. He's blown them back off again. Who, who's going on in the middle? It's, you know, this is tricky because I, I feel embarrassed to put anybody on the middle spot that's, because uh, I was, Thinking, you know, be fun to get it'd be fun to get Eddie Izzard on in the middle spot. But then I thought, I don't think Eddie Izzard would do the middle spot. Would that be wrong? Can you do that? I would say, Rosie, given the given the caliber of the bill, uh, she would be absolutely thrilled to be taking the middle section. And we could even say, I mean, it's your gig. I, I, I don't want to be. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Hang on. I'm. I'm I, I need to get back in my box. Is no, what I'm saying. No. Listen, James. I appreciate it. It's collaborative effort. Uh, I welcome your. Right. <laughs> I welcome your opinions. I've got, you know what? I've got really enthusiastic. I've got. He's like, I'm gonna, uh, uh, Rosie, if you need an assistant at this gig, no, I don't actually. You can fuck off. Uh, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying these choices. Just fuck off. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll set you things cash going. Um, I think, I think she, I think, if you said to Eddie, you know, you want, you want to, you want to try out some new in the middle, you. You'd be my guest. Yeah, uh, just try. Just say you can try. Yeah, just try out some some new stuff. That's fine. Whatever you want to do, great. So, what, so why 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 Eddie? Where does the Eddie fandom come from? Um, is this is this a a, a long term love with with Eddie Izzard? I've seen Eddie Izzard live, and she was just incredible. She's so good. Also, um, talking of clips on the internet, there is one of her routines which is the um star wars darth vader one have you seen that incredible it's so good and there's there's a clip on on the internet and it's that with lego people lego. <laughs> and oh, it's the something... great internet clips that yeah and it's one of those things that again if we're talking about things that you you watch again to cheer yourself up it's yeah it's uh it's that love it it's so funny I just love the way her mind works as well. It's just going on all these sort of crazy pathways. It's it's really wonderful to watch. What what a mind, what a what a life, what a what a career. There's that incredible documentary. Um yeah, can't say can't say enough amazing things. And a proper a proper icon of comedy as well. Yeah. Yeah. How many how many times have you seen it? I'm, 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 this is this is uh, we, this is embarrassing to admit this. I've never seen Eddie live. No, I've only seen her twice, but it was just really, it was just really good. It's just so good. Where where did you see her? Um, the Alec 
Alexandra Palace. Amazing. I think it was there. Yeah. It was very good. Did, Can't remember everywhere else. Did comedy work there? Uh, yes, it did. Yeah, because well, I know was, what you mean. A real... It's a sort of a weird space, isn't it, for it? That was a real hospital pass of a question, because if you said <laughs> no, Eddie listening to this, <laughs> I tried my best. Um, but, you know, some of the more, what, the, sorry, some of the more cavernous spaces, it can be a sticky wicket for comedy, can't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so as a, as a Crystal Palace fan, uh, I'm very, I, I will say, privileged in that some of the, some of the people associated with Crystal Palace come to always be comedy and then very kindly invite me to watch the matches in the director's box. And they want to Oh, the director's them. box. That's so swanky. It is, I've got to say, it's a, it's a sweet gig. Um, and they once deliberately sat me next to Eddie. And it was um, it, it was a treat because Eddie would chip in with a bit of commentary every now and then. It was, uh, I'll be honest with you, watching football hasn't been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's a great choice. What what a what an absolute firecracker of a of a gig this is. Right, who is who is closing the gig? So um, I've only seen this person once live, but he made me laugh. He made me laugh so much. I mean, no other reason that it was just it was just so enjoyable. That was Dylan Moran. Oh, so funny. It's just so funny. What I mean, what a what a talent. What a soul. I met him recently and it was, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't mean or anything, but you know, when you meet somebody and you realize you failed at the conversation. So I was just, I was just quite, I was dull, like I was being dull. I knew I was being dull. And then after about three minutes, he went, uh, he went, well, it was nice meeting you and moved on. He didn't even give an excuse. Like I'm going to the loo. Or I've got to talk to that person over there. I felt like he was just going. You've been, you've been dull. Let's both call this, call this quits because it's over. This conversation's I, done. It's dead. I don't have that. I don't. I don't know you. I don't have that skill to move a conversation. Not that I've ever been in the Dylan Moran position there. <laughs> God, in my fucking dreams. Um, but you know, some people are very good at that. Whereas, yeah, I'd still be. I just. I. You know. I don't have that. I either just stay in the conversation forever and feel sad or I say I need to go to the loo. And to be honest, I've got a very weak bladder, so often that is true. God, that, re that weak bladder is really paying off there then. Oh, yeah. Have you ever met a hero and it's gone well? Um. Yes, I must have done. And why can't I... I can't... Why can't I think of it? I can't... All, all I'm remembering is someone told me about when they met Bruce Campbell... Uh, and I love Bruce Campbell. Yes. And they said it, and but it was awful because he, he said it went really badly because he met him. And then first they were just chatting about other stuff. And then he thought, I've, I've got to mention that I'm a fan. And he said, look, I just want to say I love, you know, I'm such a fan of like Evil Dead franchise. And apparently Bruce just sort of like, like sneered oh. and walked away. It was awful. So awful. Bruce was probably enjoying a rare moment of just having a normal conversation with yeah. someone. And then, and then he was like, oh, it's a surprise fan. I don't want a surprise fan. Oh, so he feels, he feels like he was Trojan horse almost. Yeah. But so I I wouldn't want that experience with Bruce. I would want to meet Bruce, have a nice conversation and possibly for him to hit on me. That's what I'd want. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd, Bruce, <laughs> play, uh, sorry, where am I going with this? As a, a fan of Stuart Lee for Crikey, 
nearly 30 years, you know, whenever Fist of Fun came out, but I was so nervous at the start of the interview with Stu. And I met, yeah. you know, we met him, we've met him at the gig before, but I, yeah, I went to pieces and, and I'm pretty sure Tim would have had a, a job on his hands in the edit. I was so nervous that I asked Tim the first question. <laughs> oh my God. My, bro my brain just went to uh, Blamange. God, it was absolutely. Rosie, to this day now, I'll still be like emptying the dishwasher or whatever, and I'll get a shudder of like, oh God, I remember that. <laughs> that was a... He's a lovely man, Stuart Lee. He's a nice person to meet in real life and go, oh, yes, okay, good. He's so lovely. What what a like what a life affirmingly sweet guy and a lovely guy to have a chat with and um, but I but I but then you know I'm saying this is a forty four year old I still never want to lose that almost teenage feeling of oh my god I'm talking to I'm talking to Stuart Lee you know you, I'll tell you though what I did once as I met uh, this was before he got uh, quite you know uh, uh, fairly I'd say cancelled um, I met Kevin Spacey. And I was so starstruck. I was wait. I was a waitress, and he was he came in for soup. He was having soup with a very young, gorgeous man, <laughs> and he was quite uh, rude. And I honestly didn't care. I was so happy that I was serving him. I was such a big fan. I thought he was so great. And I was like, "Oh, can I offer you some bread with your soup?" And he'd be like, he wouldn't even look at me. He'd be like, "No," <laughs> and I go, "Okay." It was well, just least... wonderful night for me. But at least, now can now. at least now you can re retroactively go, yeah, you rude fucker. <laughs> so, right, so uh, what, what, what absolute dreamland of a gig? So Catherine Ryan, Finn Taylor, Eddie Izzard, Dylan Moran. Why not? I mean, people are getting, I mean, that's a, that's a value for money lineup right there, isn't it? So the, the 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 question here, incident that you would love to happen at your gig. What what we mean by that is is what what's your favourite ever incident at a gig? Uh oh God, what is my favourite ever incident at a gig? Um, well I think when I first because I was quite nervous about um translating the character the the uh, the MP character onto stage because so I I you know I used to do straight stand up. I knew I could do that and. There was a sort of real nervousness of um, going, is this character on the internet going to work live? Because live is what I've always done and I enjoy it and so much fun. And um, I think when I started doing that on stage in that first gig where you go, oh, this works. I can, this translates. I can make this funny on stage. I enjoy doing it. I know how to do it. It was such a great feeling. I think also just because it was such a great relief. I don't know how that would translate on a, in a gig. Maybe when Eddie Izzard, maybe when she's trying out her new material, <laughs> maybe, maybe she does something really left field and everyone gets on board. I mean, that 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 night, and again, I'm living very vicariously through you, Rosie, but that night when you realise, oh, this internet smash, it, not only is it going to work online, we've got, we, we've got the millions of hits to prove that, but for it now to work in the live arena... That must have been when you got home that night. You must have been so satisfied. Yeah, it was really, it was really. I, I remember actually, it was quite a small gig because uh, I, you know, wanted to try. It, it was at uh, Two North Down, and it was just such a relief because you, you know, within a kind of, you know, the first five minutes, you go, "Great, this works, and this is fun," and yeah, and then you go home, and you feel really happy. <laughs> felt, re felt well, felt really happy, 
went to bed happy, woke up next morning, felt happy, treated myself to a cheese croissant. Uh, that's 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 great, and and that's such a unique answer as well. That's absolutely fantastic. Now then, on the other side of that coin, though, is there an incident that you would like to erase? Is it so? Yeah, an incident of must not happen at this gig. <laughs> it might be your least favorite incident. The, from the, uh... the problem is, is there's once there's there's always once you can pick from. That's the worst thing I thought thinking about being a comic. I mean, there was um, I mean, a gig once I did to 200 people to absolute silence, absolute silence. You know, when you do the first line and and it gets because usually, you know, you feed with a joke, which, you know, that, you know, works and no one laughs like no one. 200 people, no one laughed. And it it was just the longest. I think I was only doing sort of 15 minutes, but it felt like I was there for ages. Um, but I also my first ever gig it was so comic I mean it was so comically bad uh because I'd I basically um I'd written a short comedy film and then I was living with Harriet Kemsley at the time who was doing stand-up but I I wasn't doing it yet and a friend of hers uh, was doing had was helping me on this comedy film and he'd said look he said I think you're really funny I think you should try doing stand-up and I said oh, I don't know about that and he said look I run this small night why don't you um, why don't you just try something? And I said, sure, why not? So I went to the gig and I got there and he was looking a bit nervous and he said, look, um, we're having trouble getting audience. We're just gonna, we're just gonna try and get a few people. So they kind of went on the street and <laughs> said, Hey, it's a comedy gig. So he got an influx of really drunk, angry people who didn't know why they were there. <laughs> I can so relate to this. <laughs> And the gig started and there was a comedian who I can't remember who it was, but basically Harriet had said, look, my friend Rosie's doing her first gig. Can you just look out for her? And he said, sure. So the first act came on and they started booing him because they didn't find him funny. And he then... What? Like, yeah. And then so he said, oh... The people off the street were booing the first they act. They were booing the first act. The first act. So then the first act went... Uh, okay, well, I'll do a dance. Would you like a dance? And they started dancing, and they're like, "Get off the stage!" Oh it's like God. comically bad. And then the the comedian who'd said he'd like look out for me then went on and actually kind of in comparison did did okay. But he got really angry at the crowd, and he said he said, "Fuck you all! I don't need this. I'm performing at the comedy store tomorrow." And um, he went <laughs> he went off stage, and he said to me, he said, "Look." I know I said to Harriet that I'd look out for you, but this is the worst gig I've ever been to in my life and I'm out of here. And he walked out the door. And before I went on stage, the MC went on and um, he went, uh, the crowd started going, no more comedy. No way! No more comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, <laughs> he went, wait, there's one more act. There's one more act. And this, guy got up who'd been like the the ringleader of the the heckling and he went up and he went where is he where is he and the MC went no no it's a she and he was like where is she and so then I came on stage and I went hello and actually do you know what it was it was surprisingly not I think also because at that point I thought there's no way this is there's no way this is going to be good um but the 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 um the head heckler sat down and promptly passed out so 
he he fell asleep throughout my whole act and i just did it to um angry angry mostly silence i mean they were angry but they weren't heckling me and then at the end the uh heckler woke up and said uh you were great <laughs> and then, and then the that is absolutely sensational so before you went on, there was a chant of no more comedy. Yeah, they were all back in the tables going, no more comedy. That's so bad. That is, uh, Rosie, that is absolutely superb. Right then, so, uh, so we, we, can, we can ensure that that will never happen. Yeah, none of that, please. Now, how do, is there a post-gig post TV or movie or, or something else that you turn to? How else do you unwind after a, a gig? So I think this is a common thing. I think this is why a lot of comedians drink too much. Is because after you come on stage, you're you're really buzzing, aren't you? You don't really want to um, wind down. So I think if I was, if I had, because sometimes you have to, you're gigging, you go back to a hotel, whatever. Um, I would want to watch. I'd want to watch an eighties thriller. That's what I want to watch. I'd want to watch something like Basic in Instinct. I wouldn't want something too. I wouldn't want something too clever or, but I'd also want something a bit racy because I'd be feeling, I'd still be feeling. So if I couldn't hang out with anybody, I'd want to watch Basic Instinct, please. Or something like The Specialist. Have you seen The Specialist? Uh, yeah, I have, I've seen, it's one of those films that it might have been on like Channel 5. I love it. Like it's got a lot of, um, so it's got Sharon Stone, Sylvester Stallone and uh, J James Woods. And I really, James Woods is uh, clearly a really obnoxious person in real life, but God, I love him in films. He's so good. And he's one of the bad guys in it. And at one point he's like to Sharon Stone, he's like, shut up, bitch. And he hits her in the face and she's like, Ugh. and then it's all it's all just ridiculous trash, but it is so watchable. So watchable. And Eric Roberts. Got Eric Roberts in Eric it. Eric Roberts. Good old Eric Roberts. Good old good old Eric Roberts. <laughs> and uh is his daughter Emma Roberts. No, what's his daughter? Yes, called? no, you're right. Yeah, it's Emma Roberts. My and he's Julia Roberts' um brother. She was what my wife was watching The Holiday the other night. I came home from a gig and she was watching oh, yes, Emma I've Roberts. Seen that. Yeah. You thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's quite it's quite fun that she's I mean she's nice, I like her. She's, I think, she's I, all right. I think Emma Roberts is great. Yeah. I've seen quite a few good. things. I think she's brilliant. The thing with James Woods is let's just say that um in real life, probably not my cup of tea. I, I, no, I, horrible I, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. I'm trying to be diplomatic. He's you a sleazy correct. Republican, isn't he? But, but but both. I mean, you could be not a sleazy Republican, but he is a sleazy Republican. <laughs> But he was so good. Like, is it El Salvador, the Oliver Stone movie from the early 80s? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I've seen that one. Well, I've seen, like, Video Drome, and he was also in uh, Once Upon a Time in America. He's so really good. good. Oh, sorry. He, you know, he was, I guess, I guess, you know, maybe he's not making, you know, again, I'm being diplomatic. He's probably not making the sorts of movies he, he used to make. But, um, God, he used, to, he used to properly light up a screen, didn't he? Yeah, he was so good. He's Charisma so good. Charisma to Burn. Um, he's great in any given. And Sunday. he's in the Virgin Suicides, where he's playing what quite sort of a strange... movie that is brilliant. So the good. Virgin Suicides. First time I saw that, I was just like, "Fucking hell, what a what a movie!" Yeah, really good and soundtrack. So, that film stays with you as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Not not in a good way. <laughs> no. no, it's not a cheery film, guys. I know it, it seems like it might be with the title, but actually it's a bit <laughs> downer. 
I can't believe a film called The Virgin Suicide. <laughs> it it right is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I won't spoil it, but there's a, there's a, there's one scene in particular that it, it it will remain seared on your retina uh, forever. I need to I need to go back and what to watch brilliant movies after gigs because I, I thought I will... you were going to say I need to go back and watch The Specialist. <laughs> Just the shower scene on my own. That's what I need to go back to. <laughs> uh rosie we we cannot thank you enough that that would be what what a great evening uh dream gig and then coming home and banging out the specialist <laughs> what was the oh look what... any bad 80s movie sliver oh slither why not Sli I, I, now I have... sharon stone sharon stone movies i've I realized all sliver. three movies i mentioned to you have got sharon stone in it wasn't even deliberate sharon stone was I mean, she was for for a while. She was the biggest star on the planet, wasn't she? Yeah, and she. I mean, because she's beautiful, but she is also a really good actress. But she's she clearly really she's clearly quite eccentric. You know what? I've not seen what many people say is her best movie. I've n I've never seen The Quick and the Dead. I'm ashamed. No, to nor admit. have I. I haven't seen it either. Supposed to be terrific, isn't it? Maybe I'll do that instead of the specialist next time. <laughs> and it's Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi directed that, didn't he? And I love Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um, what was, uh, have you seen, now if we're, if we're speaking, it's not, this isn't a trashy movie because I genuinely enjoyed it, but I, you know, the, the, there is a school of thought that those, those sorts of action, those like 90s-esque action movies, they don't make them like they used to and all of that. And I'm not saying it is, it's, it's not, it's, it's, I think it's, it's true. I think that's 90s-esque adjacent-ish. The Wrath of Man is what I'm getting to. Have you seen The Wrath of Man with Jason Statham? No. No, and I love a good Jason Statham. I love a good Jason Statham. Uh, you know what? I watched that with with Mrs. G, and yeah. our movies don't all. You know that that Venn diagram that that's not always. That was one where the two of us were like, that was an absolute belter. The Wrath of Man. I think it's on Prime Video. Um, oh, brilliant! I'm gonna what? I'm gonna watch that. Thank you for that. No, you're very welcome. I've got, and I've got a confession. So I was, I won't say which park because I, I don't think he'll thank me, but I was in a London park with my family and who was there, but Jason Statham. <gasps> yeah. And it was a cold wintry day. And uh, this is pathetic what I did in terms of meeting your heroes. By the way, there was no interaction whatsoever, but what I did, we, but we were. You we, stared we, at him. We were, I mean, there was a, we did. I didn't. Uh, no, there, there wasn't. We didn't speak. Yeah. But we were. We were next to each other for a while. But what I did on this cold day was I remove. I deliberately removed my woolly hat, <laughs> as if to say, "Ah, <laughs> my brother." And no, did not. Not not so much as a flicker on the on the on the Statham uh, register. But now he's. That's he's very he's, sad. He's wonderful. Apparently, isn't he? he's apparently he's a nice guy. Well, I, I met one, talked to one person who worked on a film with him and said he was really lovely. And I'm just going with that. I'm going with that viewpoint. That is a lovely man. Don't need to hear any other. I will, I'll, I'll take that with both hands. Uh, Rosie, we cannot thank you enough for your, for your time. We, but, and we can't thank you enough for being you. It's always great to see you. And uh, huge congratulations with all your richly deserved success. And then I want to plug that website one more time rosieholt.co.uk and then across all the socials inc including tiktok now uh <laughs> the great rosie holt thank you so much thank you very much james
Isn't, I'll tell you what, isn't she brilliant? The 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 fantastic Rosie Holt. Uh, if you've never seen her live before, and we know a lot of you have, but if you haven't, do yourself a favour because uh, such a terrific performer. Also, a, a fantastic ad-libber. Her crowd work uh, is really wonderful and really elevates already brilliant material. Tim and I were just talking about my love of shark vacuum cleaners. And Tim said, save it for the pod. And I, I, I now realize that he was being sarcastic. Um, but if you, if, you, if you are a fellow, mate, I was once warming up for Jonathan Ross and Rylan started talking about shark vacuum cleaners. And I think he said that a, a, a WhatsApp group he's on, uh, everyone says, oh my God, shark vacuum is amazing. And then there was a pause. Uh, mate, I've never been able, I've never jumped on so quickly as a warm. Uh, Rylan, I love shark as well. Uh, yeah, if you've got a shark, right, if you've not got a shark vacuum, you're thinking, this is paid content. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't. <laughs> if you've got a shark vacuum, I guarantee you are possibly screaming out loud, he's right, he's right, they're really good. Um, anyway, my love of <laughs> shark vacuums aside, uh, we now we know that some of you, Tim, we, right, in terms of what I keep banging on about, people who listen to the podcast and then come to gigs, the show we just had on Monday was the biggest example of that to date. Uh, so thank you very much. It's, it means a great deal. Uh, so thank you. We have got shows coming up with this, mate, this Friday, Friday the 5th of May. Milton Jones, Amy Gledhill, Michael Odawale, three titans of comedy. Uh, it's always be comedy uh, at Sam Brooks Brewery in Wandsworth Town. Uh, and then in the next few weeks and months, Oh, Thursday, the 18th of May at the Tommy Field Mothership, Bridget Christie, Glenn Moore. This is, it's like I'm auditioning for voiceover work. Glenn, I used to have a voiceover agent and then the agency folded. So, you know, if, if there's anyone out there. Um, and then also an act we're very excited about. So it's Bridget, Glenn, there's a, a, a relatively new act, Sharon Wanjohi. She's pretty new. Lisa White at Glorious. I tell you what, that dude has an eye for talent. Uh, and we, we, we love Sharon a great deal. So she she roofed our Wandsworth gig. So we've got her over at the Tommy Field. And then uh, coming up, we've got Nick Helm, uh, a full show from Nick. We've got Sindhu V. Oh, my God. We, I know we talk about Sindhu's. Uh, Sindhu's a terrific comedian, but she's also got this great calming energy. I, I wish I was more like Sindhu. Uh, the likes of John Robbins, Joel Dommett. We've got... Mate, Jacob Hawley is filming, uh, is, well, sorry, I've revealed too much. Jacob Hawley is performing a tour show, not a preview, an actual tour show at the Tommy Field. And we think he's actually going to film it as his special. So if you want to come to Jacob Hawley's special, Tuesday the 6th of June. And if you use a code, use the code STU, you podcasters, capital S, capital T, capital U, uh, and you can get discount tickets to see Jacob Hawley record his tour show. I think it'll be six pounds with that capital S, capital T, capital U uh, password. Tuesday the 6th of June, Jacob Hawley. Um, as we said up top, any correspondence, please get in touch. We, we absolutely love it. Keep it light. We're both quite sensitive. Um, the team <laughs> at alwaysbecomedy.com. The team at alwaysbecomedy.com dot com tim oh my god tim i missed out the regular feature of the show your oh favorite memory of rosie holt 
mine's quite general, but look, always be comedy. We had <laughs> weird, weird phrase, quite a, a nice lockdown in a way. We managed to reach lots more people as a result of doing our online gigs. And Rosie Holt, somebody did the same. Rosie Holt's character started during lockdown. And I find it so inspiring that she's managed to do two incredible Edinburgh shows that people can't stay away from, constantly selling out, from a character that started just through trying something during lockdown. I find it incredible. Yeah, that is extraordinary. She, what what she's done is, is is brilliant, and the the turnover of the turnover of material. I don't think I've ever seen Rosie do the same set no. twice. Which I was is is uh, such. Uh, it says a lot about her, and I, again, I said it at the start, but it says a lot about her her attitude and her her outlook and her appetite uh, for comedy. My favorite memory is Monday. I'll be honest with you. That's nice because it was an absolute roofing and it was just as i say anyone anyone who you can you can actually um you can visibly see getting better and better and better because you know they've put the work in uh i've got such a soft spot for anyone like that it's like a rocky training montage i guess uh so my mine would be monday it, it, she was so brilliant and the 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 roar in the room uh, for for each bit was it it was it was really top tier stuff. God, I, 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 I hope Rosie really enjoyed listening back to this. And I, I, I Tim, I, I bottled asking Harry if he Harry Hill last week's episode if he'd managed to get through the intro because I, I I fear I know what the answer would be. <laughs> um, we are back next Tuesday with another absolute firecracker. So huge and heartfelt thanks. Uh, I know we say thank you a lot, but we are two hashtag polite dudes so uh we're very grateful none of it is lost on us uh thanks a lot for all your support and for getting behind the podcast um tim i guess we'll see everyone next week i hope so see you next week see you next week take care dudes bye 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 bye